0: Ooh, that's a crunch. (laughs) Unpleasant in the old headphones.
1: Welcome to One More Thing with Jay and Robert.
0: I'm Jay. And I'm Robert. One More Thing is a podcast celebrating LGBTQ plus pop culture. We did it.
1: We did it. It took us four seasons. Back to one more thing. (laughs) This week, we're going to kind of do an episode that we already did, but in a new way.
0: Did we already do this?
1: Well, we sort of talked about the Me Too era last season. Right, right, right. But this year, we're going to be talking about cancel culture. Yes. Inspired by one listener, Kira Benton. Oh, I didn't know that. So cancel culture. What is it? (laughs) Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. This episode kind of came about in the thinking of how far does cancel culture go? And how do we treat people that have been canceled? How do we treat people that don't think that people should be canceled? I have questions. So that's kind of where this episode came from.
0: So where did this whole like cancel culture ideology, like where did being canceled come from? Do we know? I'm the wrong person to ask
1: because I first heard like being canceled from doing this podcast like, oh. from some of the people that we used to work with we just said it in, like, their daily language. And I was like, oh, I guess that's, like, a new pop culture term <laughs> <laughs> that I guess I should start incorporating into my language. And so, like, that was really my first interaction with it. And it was it was kind of, like, a non-serious thing. It wasn't like the, uh, the gates of hell opened up and you were, like, descended. Where now, I feel like once you're cancelled, you're cancelled and that's it.
0: Yeah, and you're, like,
1: done. Yeah, which... Is interesting because I feel like, okay, we all know where uh, both of us stand on the Me Too movement. And if you don't know, go listen to that episode again. Right. I'm going to speak more like terminology wise and, and like certain things that were said. But like during the Me Too movement, there were things that were said by cis straight white men that were like, this is conducting a like career destroying witch hunt and I want it to stop though and I feel like it was said of a lot of like movie film directors and stuff like that when everybody started deleting their Twitters and like it really got rough for a bit and looking back at it now in 2019 I as if all of that is over and we don't have to deal yeah, with it anymore as
0: if it's completely done
1: <laughs> I'm like you're kind of right social media is sort of its own beast and it got to a point where like I mean look at What's his name? Aziz Ansari. Mm -hmm. Where like Aziz Aziz Ansari, whether like take what actually happened out of it and just look at what happened over social media and like pop culture. He was canceled immediately. And then when more things started to come out and everybody started to learn more, he like remained canceled, even though there was like probable cause and like other factors to what was going on. And even now he's like out there doing things that aren't amazing, but like he's like doing things and I don't feel a need to watch or support any of his work because in my mind, he's still cancelled. Right. And I guess it is just, like, a dangerous Black Mirror-y social media thing where it's, it's kind of like that B episode that I didn't love but, like, now makes sense. In season, I think, three of Black Mirror, there's an episode... If you have, if you don't watch it, where th- the mythology of the episode put aside, you essentially like can tweet a person's name. And if enough people tweet their names, like this horde of killer bees come after you and like kill you is essentially it's basically, what
0: happened. Yeah, basically exactly that.
1: <laughs> and that it's like really dangerous. And I guess it like freaks me out. I don't know about you, but I listen to podcasts on my phone. I do in fact, listen to them with my cellular device.
0: And you know what else I do on my phone is I follow accounts on social media. What's your favorite account? The One More Thing Instagram account. Do you know what my favorite Twitter is? What's your favorite Twitter?
1: The One More Thing Twitter account. It's the only reason I still have Twitter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So if you're already holding your phone to listen to this podcast, why not head on over to Twitter.com and follow One More Thing with an A, because I was taken. (laughs) And if you're holding your phone still and you want to do something else, you can go over to Instagram and follow One More Thing with an A, because I was taken. And then you can go to Facebook... And follow one more thing podcast and Letterboxed and follow one more thing. I think that's it,
1: right? We post a lot of stuff about the podcast specifically and also news that we're obsessed with. It should be in your close friends list. Like I, I want to see all y'all. All right. I feel like. If I was a celebrity that was canceled, I would, and was like selfish, would like take a step back, let everything calm down and then come in with like a side project yeah. and let and essentially rebuild my career from the bottom up, hoping that it somehow catches on. And I feel like we're on the cusp of that happening with a lot of people. Most notably, what just happened with Matt Balmer, who I guess wasn't publicly canceled, but we canceled him. We did. We really canceled him. <laughs> he was supposed to do that movie every day. Not yeah, every like day. Yeah, everything. Uh, everything, I think. Where he played a trans woman and this note this movie came out like last year like it wasn't from like the beginning of his career or anything like that um not that that makes it fine but times are different and now he was on broadway with boys in the band which is now being made into a movie and he made that statement where he essentially was like i apologize for having ever been in that movie it was the wrong choice for me and i hope that me being in boys in the band makes up for that and i'm like good i'm glad that you see that it sucks that it took you until now when you are doing a new project. Right. Uh, and it's a
0: little convenient that it took him until he was like, had a project to promote.
1: Yeah. Where he is, he's not the main character, but he's a pretty big character. Yeah. In it. it just won a Tony Award and like essentially is getting a remake movie out of popular demand. Yeah. That he's like, oh, yeah, I'm sorry. And it it feels a little um, PR-y to me. Yeah. And I feel like we've talked about it before, but, like, I feel like it would have been better if he was like, I apologize, so I'm taking my salary and doing this with it. Yeah. Instead that I made from doing that movie. Maybe he doesn't have a salary that he made from that movie because <laughs> I don't actually remember it ever coming out. But. Yeah, I was
0: going to say, I don't think it ever came out.
1: <laughs> what do we do in those situations? Because Matt Bomer is also incredibly hot, and I feel like it's easier to pardon someone who's hot. Yeah, who apologizes than someone who's just, like, has a lot of money and apologizes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I think it's also sort of like Jeffrey Tambor is doing sort of a thing that you said of, like, he went away for a while and now he's coming back and he's starting to try to, like, build his career back up. Like, he's done a couple of readings of plays and he's, like, trying to do theater now because I guess he thinks the theater community is more forgiving, which, like, LOL jokes on him. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's hard to know when someone is canceled, what to do with them next.
1: I think there are two different conversations there. One, we talked about during the Me Too episode where I referenced um, that late night talk show where like one celebrity was like, do we throw away Bill Cosby and the Cosby show? Or do we just throw away Bill Cosby? Right. And keep the Cosby show and like where that line is. And we discussed it there. But I feel like there's, there's that conversation. But then there's also like ScarJo, who... Except at that movie where she was going to play a trans man. Right. And then was in one of the biggest movies of the year.
0: The biggest movie of the year.
1: Yeah. And no one blinked an eye. Yeah. I mean,
0: spoilers, she
1: died. But like...
0: But also... She, pretty
1: early too. But yeah, like, she,
0: she died really early in that movie. Um, But also she dropped out of remember she dropped it was called Rub and Tug don't think I've forgotten (laughs) but she dropped out of the movie after all the controversy
1: yeah and it and it took a while yes for her to like and then she eventually
0: was like okay fine yeah
1: I guess that's my thing is like is it because they're white and already incredibly famous or is it because they're like a part of things that we already love because like I do think Matt Bomer is incredibly hot will I go see a movie that stars only him probably not but like I will see boys in the band. Scar Jo made that horrible choice. Do I think that the decisions that she made after it were smart? No. I still saw Avengers. Right. I was okay when she died. But like, I don't know. I feel like it's a weird gray area that we've never been in before as a like pop culture conglomerate.
0: But I do think it's a little different... For, like, Matt Bomer to be in Boys in the Band versus Scarlett Johansson to be in Avengers Endgame. Because, like, she's been in Avengers since the first Avengers, Mm -hmm. right? Also, that's, like, literally the biggest movie in the world this year. Yeah. And, like, has been awaited for, like, 10 years or whatever. Versus, like, Boys in the Band, as much as I thought that production was great, it's not going to be, like, viewed all over the world, you know? Right. It's gonna have a pretty small audience, only in America, you know. True, and like maybe in Britain too. And also, Boys in the Band is like a queer focused project. Yeah. And also, he he's like, I made a mistake, and I'm so I'm doing this queer project to cancel it, cancel it, to cancel it out. And she's basically like, "Oops." <laughs> <You know.
1: laughs> yeah. I also feel like, at least with her, there's a sense of maybe. You'll forget.
0: Yeah. And I think people already have forgotten a lot.
1: I'm going to look at her IMDb right now and see if she's working on any any upcoming projects. She has five. Okay. Okay. Two of them I knew about. One is her Black Widow standalone, which will be on the Disney streaming service. Right. Which makes sense because she was probably contracted to do it. Sing 2, which she was in Sing 1. So she can't not do... So that makes sense. And then she has three that I've never heard of before. Jojo Rabbit, which is... (laughs) Christ. Okay. So she has a movie coming out this year called Jojo Rabbit, and the IMDb blurb is a young boy in Hitler's army Oh finds out his mother is hiding a Jewish girl in their home. Oh,
0: no, 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 and no. And
1: don't worry, no. she plays the mother. Oh,
0: she doesn't play the little Jewish girl?
1: <laughs>
0: nope. That's insane.
1: Oh, no. This is what her husband looks like. Hi- Wait. Hitler. Wait. That's Hitler. Is she playing... Hitler's wife. Is she playing Ava Braun? Wait. <laughs> no. Okay, well. That is Hitler. Rebel Wilson is also in this movie. <laughs> oh, God. She plays Freulein Haram. She plays Rosie Betzler. I don't know who that is. Well, I guess we'll have to tune in. <laughs> I guess we will. To the 2019 Hitler movie starring Scarlett Johansson. Jesus <laughs> Christ. So that's one of them. And then the other one is an untitled Noah back oh, project yeah. with Laura Dern and Merritt Waver. And then something called Reflective Light. A mother protects her son who suffers from an unusual, I don't know that, what that word is.
0: Malady means illness. Mm-hmm. Wait a second. Director Gregory Crudson. Wow. I have to see it. Who's that? He's a visual artist I really like. I have his book over there. Interesting.
1: So I think that Scarjo is was trying to make a comeback. Honestly,
0: Ma- here's the thing. I don't think she needs to make a comeback. I don't think anyone remembers Rub and Tug, except like the queer community.
1: Yeah, yeah I feel like Avengers was a big enough thing to kind of scrub that, get it rubbed up and scrub um, oh, God. It, 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 <laughs> it off the map and oh right okay so I will be seeing Matt Bomer's next two films <laughs> one of them is the, the boys in the band movie and then I forgot that he's gonna be in that M- M- Montgomery Clift movie oh god as Montgomery Clift so I I guess I forgive you Matt Bomer <laughs> <laughs> I mean I don't but I guess that's what I mean is I'm like uh, but that's only because he's hot I only anyway, that's
2: that's where I'm at with Matt Bomer and Scarlett Johansson first of all Matt is tremendous in the mm-hmm. film. I, I love his dedication. He's a remarkable actor, and I would never recast him in this film. Right. I, you know, I would... If I had to do it again and they asked me to cast it, I would cast it the same way. I don't know if he would do it again, because mm-hmm. it's a lot of work, but I've never seen a more dedicated actor, you know? Right. The controversy, as far as it goes, as far as we're concerned, or at least me, is I'm happy that the film drew the co- controversy in a way, because... What better movie to talk about those issues with than than this film? I just hope people will see it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
0: So the first person I want to talk about is Ezra Miller.
2: Yes.
1: And I remember when when we wrote this down, I was like, what happened there? And you were like, I'll explain.
0: Yeah. Oh, you still don't know?
1: Yeah, I kept away from it.
0: So Ezra Miller for those who don't know is a non-binary actor who was in what if they oh fantastic
1: and somewhere, somewhere to find them, them. and also yeah. Parksy being a wallflower right. and
0: i think that's it but they basically made a short film about darren wilson who's that he was the cop in the Ferguson trials. Oh. And so people found out that he had made this movie, and he I think he directed it, and people found out that he had made this short film about Darren Wilson, and people were like, he's cancelled. He's clearly like pro-Darren Wilson. He's anti-Black Lives Matter. Like We hate him. He's the worst. He's cancelled. And so he was cancelled for like two hours, basically. And then people were like, well, if you actually watch the movie, it's actually anti-Darren Wilson, and it actually shows darren wilson as like a monster and a bad person so like let's not just cancel him because we found out the subject of his movie like let's actually look at the content of the movie and cancel or not cancel him based on the content and like based on the content he doesn't need to be canceled and so i thought it was really interesting because it was sort of an interesting example of interesting two times in one sentence of social media like jumping on someone And canceling them right away without having any facts. And then social media also kind of being like, wait, no, hold on. Don't cancel him. Like, look at the facts. And now that you have the facts, don't cancel him because he's actually fine. And it was sort of like the tide of social media ebbing and flowing at the same time. Which is terrifying.
1: I can't imagine being a celebrity and having your PR person call you and be like, okay, something terrible is happening. Stay off of Twitter. Like you're on lockdown, don't say anything. And then coming back and being like, you're good.
0: Yeah. They like you again. Yeah. And it was literally within one day this all happened. Or maybe it was like, it was definitely within 24 hours. I can't remember if it was all in one day or if it was like overnight, Mm -hmm. but it was like so weird and so scary to imagine that social media can do that.
1: I mean, not to bring this up in this episode, but like we saw what happened with us with like the Leah Michelle stuff. That's true. Yeah. It was nothing and nothing and nothing and nothing, and then all of a sudden, it was so many people and like waiting through the people that understood and the other, the people that did not, and like trying to figure that out to the point where we had to just cut all ties with that altogether. Yeah. Just to like stay afloat. Yeah. And now it's not fun to us any- anymore. Right. Or so I can't imagine being someone like Ezra Miller who did this project and then everybody hating it and then liking it and going back and being like, well, like, I don't even like it anymore because you guys kind of ruined it for me. Yeah, you ruined the whole project. So do you think that that's the fault of cancel culture, or do you think it's the
0: fault of social media? I think a combination of both. Because I think social media and cancel culture sort of feed off of each other. I think cancel culture is really weird, especially because there's no,
1: or cancel culture on, on social media specifically, because there's no, it's not like there's a hashtag for it. Know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I've never really understood. I know that we say it a lot on the podcast, but like, you know, the phrase everybody on social media was talking about XYZ. Yeah. I don't understand it because obviously that's not the case. Like right? you, you kind of curate your own feed as to what you see and what you don't see. Where like when I pop onto Twitter once every decade... <laughs> Uh, like on Sundays after Big Little Lies, it's like everybody. I can say like everybody is talking about Big Little Lies and like that thing that Meryl did. But I'm like, not everybody is. So, uh, so I guess
0: right. That's because you follow
1: people who watch Little Big Big Little Lies. Yeah. So like it might just be that I'm just naive. But like I, it 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 confuses me that like things like the Ezra Miller situation get th- so big. Yeah. That, pe- that literally people across everybody's, I keep saying curated, but like curated home feeds are talking about the same thing at once. Yeah. And it doesn't have to do with the presidency. Right. Which freaks me out.
0: Yeah. No, while. I know what you mean.
1: There are too many people in the world.
0: There are <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there are. I mean, there are 8
1: billion, so. In, 7 this, billion. in this city? As the podcast has grown, I keep thinking back to when we first made the podcast, and I remember, like, taping your comforter up to the window with tape so that the sound didn't bounce off the wall, and our Patreon subscribers, who we've kind of welcomed into the One More Thing family over the years, have been so helpful to the season two that we did, and the season three.
0: And postcasts.
1: Yeah, and have really helped us grow, and I just wanted to say thank you. And if you're listening to this and you are not a Patreon subscriber, I would like you to consider maybe becoming one (laughs) (laughs) it would be really great if every listener donated one dollar because you know what that would do we'd get a bunch of dollars
0: and oh by the way we also have a paypal now oh right so if you want to make a one time donation I literally just remembered this as we're recording this ad if you want to make a one time donation which would be so incredibly kind you can go to paypal.com and just paypal us at one more thing and then you look at something like James Charles.
1: <sighs> James Charles.
0: You love James Charles. Here's my th-
1: here's my thing about James Charles. I, I don't really know him. Um, <laughs> I didn't really know him until everything happened. And then everything happened and I was like, okay, I-, I could not care less about this. These are two people that I don't care about doing things I don't care about and talking about corporations I don't care about and like, just their own brands, which I don't invest my time in. And then like a week later when it was still a thing, I was like, okay, so something must have really happened because this is getting out of hand. And it wasn't until I was sitting with my phone and there was a a part of the, the like narrative, I guess, where I guess the texts that he was using as proof were then proved as fake text messages via screenshots of like all of these things. And I read this like... I don't know, probably like a seven minute read article that was just scroll through of like people dissecting the text messages being like, this is why they're fake. And the fact that they're fake makes all of like this whole argument relevant again. And it just kept dragging on and on and on to the point where we went out to go see Detective Pikachu. We did. With friend of the podcast and also friend Tom Phelan. <laughs> yeah, And we were on the way home and it came up in conversation. And I was like, oh, Literally everybody is talking about this. Yeah. Could I tell you what that argument was about between James Charles and whoever that girl was? Tati. Couldn't tell you.
0: Yeah, that's the extent of what I know is that her name is Tati. Oh, really? <laughs> I know, I know, basically, I think what, I think what happened is that... <laughs> I, I'm, I, love it. I love this. Is that they were friends. I haven't watched any of the videos and I haven't read okay. anything about it. Okay. I think they were friends and like... Collaborators. Okay. And then Tati made like a 45 minute video where she basically was like. Don't we know what that's like? <laughs> I know, truly. <laughs> triggering. Where she was like, James Charles is canceled because he, like, there was something about some stuff he did with brands. But then also he was like trying to get straight guys to sleep with him. And that was like why he got canceled. Okay. That's as much as I know. And then, well, and then he made another video that was like, no, I didn't. And then she made another video that was like, yes, he did. And then it like went back and forth
1: or something. You're not wrong. I'm not wrong. No. Me and my very uneducated storyline of this is as follows. Okay. They were like viral acquaintances. Oh, okay. I don't know if they actually ever met in real life. I'm not sure. And people started calling James out for... Like emotionally manipulating and coercing straight men to having sex with him, whether it actually happened or not, I'm unclear. But it, th- but there are a lot of screenshots that came out that were like these guys were very actively like this makes me uncomfortable, and then James being very oh what's the word poachery about it like uh <laughs> okay what's the what's the what's the word. That like, we want to say queer people aren't. Predatory. Yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Poachery.
1: He was being very predatory about it. And she decided to call him out about it. And in doing so, she also revealed this like thing that happened where, oh, in the apology, James was like, she's only mad at me because I supported her, her opposing brand. Like, she, I guess, does some sort of, like, wellness, has, like, this wellness brand oh. or, like, maybe a beauty line or something like that of, like, okay. vitamins. I don't know. And he made an Insta story. Got it. Promoting a brand that is, like, in competition with her. He was like, I only did that because they got me VIP passes to Coachella, which also a whole nother thing. <laughs> <laughs> and and he was like, and I have the text messages to prove it. And he showed these text messages between him and a third party friend that was like, the place that I'm at in Coachella is getting too crazy. I need a place to go. Do, do your friends at whatever company have any VIP passes left? And she was like, let me like check. And he was like, it would be awesome. I would do like, I'll trade you and essentially do like an Insta story for their product. If they give me the pass and she got the pass gave it to him he got into this like vip section at coachella so then he did the insta story for them it had nothing to do with his relationship with a girl with with, with Tati. tati and so he sent all these screenshots out and was like that is what happened and then was like, oh, thank God. We don't have to worry about that. And then someone came in and was like, the screenshots that he posted are all fake. Jesus. And like proved it. And then it blew up again. And then that's where I came in. <laughs> and was like, well, now I'm interested. <laughs> and now James Charles is canceled.
0: So like, what is he doing now? I don't know. I know it was like
1: a running meme for a while that people were unfollowing him at like a incredible rate. Let's see how many followers he has. No, I don't want to subscribe. 15 million 537,066 subscribers.
0: I also think it's hilarious that like he got canceled and he lost so many subscribers and oh no, he's down to 15 million. What is he going to do? You know? I know. Our Instagram is at 800. No. <laughs>
1: no. <laughs> is below that.
0: What? Yeah. We lost.
1: Yeah. God, one one singular Instagram subscriber to us is like a million to him. That's true, yeah. Hi sisters, James Charles here and welcome back to my YouTube channel. Oh my gosh, it feels so weird to be sitting here in the studio on camera recording this video for you guys but I am so beyond excited because it is about time and I'm ready to come back and work so hard and see all of your sisters and Okay. Okay, okay. I have a lot of thoughts. I want to gather them in this intro pretty quickly because this is going to be a bit of a long video. Um, for those of you guys who do not know, I basically just took a much needed month-long break from filming YouTube videos and also from social media. I've obviously been posting here and there, kind of easing my way back into everything, but it's been a very, very crazy month. I want to play a clip of something really quick. Okay. And it'll take us into the next thing I want to talk about.
2: Okay. You know, it's a double layer. The layer of actually being a person of color in this industry and then the other layer of being a queen. Yep. Nobody can see you as anything else. If flamboyantly dot, dot, dot wasn't in the description of the character, no one would see me, ever, for anything. Um, Which wouldn't be so enraging if it went the other direction. But it doesn't. Right. Because straight men playing gay Everybody wants to give him an award. Thank you for gracing us with your straight presence. <laughs> yeah. So that gets tiresome. Yep. So here I sit, I can't get the gay parts. I can't get the straight parts. I can't get none. <laughs> yep. The last pilot season I went through, it was that over and over and over and over again. It was a couple of years ago. And my sister calls me on the phone and she catches me right after one of those like dismissive, you're too flamboyant calls. And I just, I just went in, I was just crying. I had to pull a car over to the side of the road. I was like, I can't, I can't. Like your body doesn't know that it's not real. The emotions, your body still goes through, you know, it's like I can't keep putting myself into this position where I'm always begging the next day. Ring. <laughs> Brian Murphy wants to see you for a show called Pose. <laughs> it's set in the LGBTQ Paris is Burning Paul culture. And I literally was like, Okay, Lord. (laughs) Or the universe or whatever. Like, it just was like, you...
1: Cancel culture with straight actors that are playing queer characters. Right. Which I know we've talked about a lot. At least three times that I can think of off the top of my mind. Yep. Because there are some times where I don't care. And then there are some times where I'm like, this is weird. Recently, we saw Rocket Man. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Both Richard Madden and Taron are straight. I'm not convinced Richard Madden is straight. Really? Yeah. Interesting.
0: He pings.
1: I think that he's like Henry Cavill, where he's just like so well manicured and put together Hmm. that you're like, well, the only other representation of you in Hollywood is Matt Bomer. I drink every time I say Matt Bomer. (laughs) (laughs) While they were in the press tour of it, they were talking a lot about the sex scenes and how it was for them as like playing a couple and how... It was for Taryn to play Elton John who like is so eccentric, like so famously-
0: Flamboyant.
1: Camp. (laughs)
0: Okay.
1: (laughs) And what it's like coming off of movies like Kingsman and Robin Hood, which are, which where he plays like such a masculine of center, like action hero (laughs) and taking all like hard left and doing Elton John. There was even that video that you and 100 other people sent me where he like learns the word word bussy for the first time and like his reaction to it. And I'm just kind of over using, it's not even queer baiting because it's not like they're saying you should fuck Taryn it's, it's almost like using gay interest to sell a movie. Like they, I feel like they very easily could have just been like, it's Elton John. Know what I mean? Yes. I mean, I know that there's more behind it, but like, so there's that. And then in the middle of the press tour, Richard Madden decided to come out and say that he thinks that all straight actors should be allowed to play queer characters.
0: Interesting. And that
1: they should not be limited It's a really terrible route to go down if we start restricting people's casting based on their personal lives. Hmm. We have to focus more on diversity and having everyone represented. But also, I'm a firm believer in the best actor for the role. When Taryn was initially given the role of Elton John, people kind of freaked out a little bit. And this is how he responded. He said... I've approached it wholeheartedly, and I hope that for that reason, people accept me as Elton. The LGBT community has always been about inclusiveness, hasn't it? Not about we're here, you're there. In fact, if you want to come in, come in. Which I feel like are two very different (laughs) things. Yeah. How does Richard's statement make you feel?
0: I was with him a little bit up until he said the best actor for the role. Because the best actor for the role doesn't take into account people not getting seen for things. Mm -hmm. And like Billy Porter was saying in the clip we just played, like how he didn't get called in for anything that didn't say flamboyant.
1: Right. If that was how we were going to start looking at everything, it would also open the door into gender. Yeah. And all of the things that we're trying to close
0: already. Right. And disability and race. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I feel like, just to bring this up, because we don't really talk about it a lot on the podcast, but like, I feel like we will close the casting gap of sexuality and gender way before
0: disability. Oh, totally. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't know why. Because I, I think sexuality and gender are even more mainstream than disability.
1: Yeah, I think it, yeah, I think you're right. It's like, I think it's also the roles, like the like roles for like non-cis characters are kind of like a hot button yeah. thing right now. So people are going to be more willing to put characters with uh, with different sexualities and genders and races into their projects whereas i feel like disability has been on the rise in the last year i'd say in pop culture speaking not in just like the world in general right but like in pop culture where like we're starting to see it with films like downsizing where there are disabled characters in it but then they're not represented in the right way right so I think, not to put all the pressure on, on Richard Madden, but I think what, what he said kind of opens too many doors to things that we're trying to close and closes doors to things we're trying to open.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: So in my mind, Richard Madden is canceled. And also because of the things that he did inside of the Rocket Man movie, I'm still very mad
0: about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> you really did not like him in Rocket Man. You didn't like his character at
3: all. Uh. Ugh. <laughs> Don't 63, it's a good vintage. Oh no, thanks. It's, uh. Always important to rely on the kindness of strangers. John Reed.
0: Elton.
3: I know it all seems a bit overwhelming at first, but, uh, something makes me think you'll get used to it. In fact, I predict you could be the best selling artist in America if you desire. Yeah. I see like the of songs. Not quite as much as the singer.
0: People like Richard Madden and Taryn e- Egerton, Eric Egerton, mm-hmm. Taryn, and Andrew Garfield and Cate Blanchett haven't really gotten canceled for playing queer characters. Yeah, and I I do feel, as
1: a gay man, that women can sort of get away with it more. And I don't know why. Interesting. Like, I feel like when a movie comes out that heavily features a lesbian character... It almost doesn't matter in the viewer's eyes if they actually are a lesbian yeah. or not as much as if they're a gay man. Yeah. And I don't, like, I don't know why. I think I
0: know why. I think it's because lesbians are so starved for representation that a movie like Carol comes out and we're like, who cares? <laughs> We just want to see it.
1: Do you also think that it's off the mic earlier? I was talking about this kind of resurgence of of like mature women Yes. where like you have a movie like Disobedience that comes out with like two incredibly attractive straight women. Like, do you think it's also kind of that where it's like, here are these really famous attractive women playing lesbians?
0: I think yes. I think also you can't has your Rachel Weisz is straight. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't. It's not, but
1: like even like Kate Blanchett and Marina Mara, like I know that you have your feelings about them, but like on like the attractiveness scale, yeah, they're
0: both incredibly attractive.
1: <laughs> but like you're almost able to look at them and be like, they're hot. I don't care if they're straight or not, right? Where like I guess on my side of things, being the gay man it's almost past that because I already have that in so many ways. Right. Or I'm like, if I do want to watch two incredibly hot guys make out that are straight, I can watch 12 movies from the last 10 years. like
0: Right. And also, gay men have porn and lesbians don't really.
1: Oh, yeah. If you want to learn more about that.
0: Yeah, listen to our episode about <laughs> porn from last season.
1: Uh, so to tie it back in, I guess that Kind of makes sense as to why people are so quick to cancel straight men for playing gay characters, but not necessarily straight women.
0: Yeah, for like no gay one characters. No one canceled Olivia Colman.
1: Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's funny because I don't even register that as, as like a queer movie, right? Even though that's all it is. It's
0: yeah, it's literally a <laughs> queer love triangle, and n- none of those three women are queer except probably <laughs> Rachel Vice. Rachel Vice. What's her name? Rachel Vice. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, that's a movie with three queer characters played by straight actors. And no one said, no one was like, no. Everyone was just like, yes. And I mean, show me more.
1: One of your favorite movies is The Hours, starring three straight women.
0: (laughs) No, and everyone in that movie is straight. But also like
1: oh right, Allison Janney, Allison
0: Janney, uh,
1: Tony Collette, correct. Is that Miranda on?
0: Richardson?
1: Oh, He's straight. Ed Not Harris. owing that she's straight. Owing that she, <laughs> I forgot that she was in the movie.
0: Ed Harris is straight. Oh, is he the window guy? Yeah. Mm. But again, that movie's from fifteen years ago. True.
1: So going back to season two, we started at this thing called the movie club, which is a term we invented. Mm-hmm. We watched me, him, her with you guys. We watched Carol and Call Me By Your Name with you guys. And we talked about these movies. And this season, we would like to bring you our newest movie club. <sighs>
0: It's called Vita and Virginia. It comes out in theaters on August 30th, and we're going to be discussing it on September 2nd. So you have the week, the first weekend it comes out to go see it. You can go to any theater where it's playing and just say, hi, I'd like a ticket for Vita and Virginia. And then they'll give you a ticket, and you'll pay. And then you'll go in, you'll sit through some previews, probably like five or six, depending on the theater. Then you'll see the movie. <laughs> then you'll come out of the movie. You'll go home. You'll wait a couple days, and then on Monday, you'll have a new episode from us about it. There's not really much else to yeah, it. That's, that's it.
1: I think that we would be remiss to not briefly run down the Noah Galvin situation. Yes. Before we go. Yeah. So, for those of you who don't know, Noah Galvin was most recently in Booksmart. Yes. But if you're a fan of the pod, you'll remember that Noah Galvin, we were trying to convince you to watch his hit TV show The, the Real, Real O'Neals. O'Neals on ABC until it was tragically cancelled. And let's talk about why.
0: <laughs> it was cancelled the week after we told everyone to watch it. Yep. So <laughs> didn't it have to deal do with all of this though? No, not really. Oh. I was like with the podcast, I don't think oh, so. Oh no, with we were um, not viral yet. <laughs> with Brian. No, but so basically he did an interview where he called out Brian Singer for Brian Singer's pool parties, which were basically like pool parties where Brian Singer would prey on underage men. Mm-hmm. And he got in trouble for it. And then he was asked to. Apologize. Wait, who got in trouble for it? Noah got in trouble for it. Mm, not yes, Not Brian yes, yes. Singer. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and Noah basically had to be like, I didn't mean it, but I did. And I'm not really sorry.
1: <laughs> and since he like hasn't worked.
0: Yeah. Brian Singer
1: continues to make movies and won how many Oscars?
0: Yeah, so he made Bohemian Rhapsody, even though he was taken off of it because he and Rami Malek had like huge screaming fights. So he got taken off of it and replaced by the eventual director of Rocket Man. And he didn't win Best Director, and he was not nominated either. But like basically, Brian Singer got to make one of the most successful movies of last year, and his name got left on it. And it was like, oh, great, Brian Singer has faced no consequences for his predatory behavior. And the only reason he actually ended up facing any sort of like negative consequences was because he had a fight with Rami Malik and, and not because he was preying on young boys.
1: And then on the other side of it, Noah Galvin really. Hasn't really hasn't worked. worked. Yeah, I mean, or well, Noah Galvin was in Assassination Nation, which was a like like the indiest of indie movies yeah. from last year.
0: And he was in Dear Evan Hansen for a while.
1: Yeah, for like um two months. Yeah, and then was most recently in Booksmart because he's friends with, I mean, not because he's friends with all of them, but he's <laughs> them. friends with all of them. He's <laughs> friends with yeah. all of them. And he played a very minor role in that. Yeah, when you would have thought that the lead of an ABC primetime comedy whether it failed or not would then go on to bigger and better things and kind of climb up the ladder when almost the
0: exact opposite has happened yeah and it's sort of all because i mean we can't obviously definitively say but it's pretty much because of that interview
1: and i remember like colton haynes even being like "Noah, you should apologize for saying those things about brian singer and like everybody came crashing down on him
0: Yeah, even though he was right, we're Team Noah.
1: Yeah, I'm Team Noah.
0: Oh, we're... I mean, mean, in this situation, yes, I'm Team Noah. In this
1: situation, yeah. Yeah, I'm Team Noah in this this situation. In this situation, (laughs) yeah. Noah Galvin, I super liked you when we had Tinder, and um, you made me delete the app, because you never liked me back. He did not like you back? No. Oh. Same thing with Ben Platt.
0: I saw Noah Galvin at Dig In once. He was in front of me in line. And he was... And this is what I have to say about Noah Galvin, is that I saw him at Dig In, and he was very nice to the servers because they were having a stressful day, and they were out of salmon. And he said, oh, no worries. I'll just get chicken instead. And I thought that was very polite, because he's a celebrity, and he could have been like, so get me salmon. But he just said... Get
1: your fishing rod out.
0: Exactly. But he just said, no, it's fine. And I thought... That's a good person.
1: (laughs) I thought that's nice.
0: Robert, what do you do every Tuesday night?
1: I change my work schedule around to make sure that I am
0: available for FX's pose. And you know what I do every Wednesday? What? I record an episode of our new show, PoseCast. (laughs) The Unauthorized Pose Recap slash Review
1: Show. You know what? I would like to authorize it. Do I have that authority? Yeah. It's authorized. Authorized. It is unofficially authorized.
0: uh, The unofficially authorized... (laughs) Pose recap and review show.
1: And you know what? We've heard from a lot of listeners that are like, you know, I really want to listen, but I don't watch Pose. You know what? Watch Pose. Super easy. easy. The episodes are usually under an hour, sometimes over.
0: Sometimes they're like (laughs) an hour and a half.
1: But you know, that's just Ryan Murphy. Michelle Collins of SiriusXM All Stars once called us Ryan Murphy aficionados. Is that how you say that?
0: Aficionados, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And we would like to bring that to you in a whole new level. Yeah.
0: And you can find it on iTunes and nowhere else. (laughs) (laughs) So for our one more thing this week, we are going to call my mom and see what she thinks about cancel culture. I'm ready. And also what celebrities she thinks should be canceled.
3: Hello, my fans. <laughs>
0: Hi. So we're calling you today to talk about cancel culture. Do you know what that is?
3: I do, and I'm not a fan.
0: Really? Will you share well, with us your thoughts?
3: What I'm not a fan of is the immediacy of somebody makes a mistake, or a mistake they made in the past is uncovered, and they're ne- they're never allowed to atone. I think if someone is not genuine in apologizing and atoning, then fine. Cancel, cancel, cancel. <laughs> but we all need more than one chance to get it right. And this all—this sort of, you have to be perfect or you're canceled, worries me because... I mean, I'm perfect, of course, but I know a lot of people who aren't, and I would like them to have a little more leeway.
1: That's very similar to, I don't remember when we did it, but we asked you a question a couple seasons ago about
3: pronouns,
1: pronouns, and your answer was like, everybody should be given the chance to mess up someone's pronouns, as long as they know that they were incorrect.
3: Yeah, as long as we're trying, you know, Mm -hmm. I feel like in the last few years, the whole, our whole culture has become much more attuned and sensitized to getting things right, which is good. However, we've gone from sort of, oh, well, nobody cares if you screw up So don't even try to, uh uh-oh, you had one tiny misstep, therefore you're a terrible person. And that, to me, is too far a swing in the other direction.
0: What do you think about James Charles?
3: That was a weird one.
0: (laughs) I cannot believe you know who he is.
3: Oh, please. (laughs) Have you met me? The whole YouTube makeup guru thing is just not my scene. So I followed that story, not because I care about him or the other person, but just because of that whole, I was using you, no, you were using me, no, I don't like this person anymore. And, oh, surprise, here are these revelations from before that I never told you. It's sort of like a very complicated soap opera plot. It is. What I was interested in about the James Charles thing was how it seemed like with every revelation, there was a whole new set of people who had opinions or didn't. And then the rapprochement at the end was unexpected. We sort of live in this culture where when you decide someone is your enemy, they're your enemy forever. So I thought that one was interesting. I did have to work a little hard to care about the content.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Are there any celebrities you think should be canceled who aren't?
3: Well, there are certainly celebrities who I find just distasteful and unappealing because of their opinions or attitudes. But I draw a distinction between me personally canceling them and them being canceled. Plenty of celebrities I cancel, I won't watch their stuff or read their books or listen to their music that I don't necessarily feel the whole world is obligated to cancel.
0: So, who is someone you've canceled personally? Okay, so I don't know if this really counts, but I
3: just can't watch Renee Zellweger unless she opens her eyes. <laughs> <laughs> That's more of an aesthetic thing. Someone who I actually do believe should be cancelled is R. Kelly. Because the line between his art and his, I guess I have to say alleged, so you guys don't get sued, crime is non-existent. If the charges are true, that's my other allegedly, then he is abusing and oppressing the same people he's trying to sell music to. That, to me, is a cancel. I tend to cancel people who are, well, this will come as a complete surprise to your listeners, but I'm quite liberal politically and socially. (laughs) And so I don't always enjoy the work of people who are, wildly conservative to the point where I find myself thinking, do I really want to put my money in that person's pocket? Someone I've personally canceled, who I used to be a fan of, is Mel Gibson for that reason. Mm-hmm. There's a pretty wide separation between his work and his views that I find offensive, but I won't pay him for his work because I find his expressed views so offensive. Right. Sometimes I have a little bit of a cancel feeling about Angie Harmon.
0: Who's that? <laughs> Whoa. She, that's Rosoli from Rosoli and Isles. Oh.
3: Just because she, now she's not, she doesn't push herself out there in the public view all that much. She even didn't when she was on Rosoli and Isles. But on the occasions when I've read interviews with her, she's very, she can come across as very judgy in her christianity and conservativeness Mm -hmm. and for me the distinction is it doesn't bother me if someone has different political views from me it bothers me if they're self-righteous about it yeah
1: where do you stand on the separation from the person and their work Going back to the R. Kelly example, for me, it's
3: audience. So he's making music about and for women and young women. Melissa Joan Hart is a super conservative person. But when she made Melissa and Joey, even down to the time when I was the only person left watching it in the whole country, right? that never came out. There was never anything political in the content of that show, even though she was a city council person in some tiny town in Ohio. So to me, that was a very decent separation because she didn't try to condemn the other point of view or ram her point of view down anybody's throat in doing her art. She is one who tends to be, if you... Seek out information about her, or if you actively go look for interviews with her, you can figure out her views. But she's not making the rounds on every talk show and championing organizations where everyone must agree with her. So in her case, I feel like there is enough distance that I don't feel like I need to cancel her work.
1: Gotcha. Where do you stand on, like, the past stuff, where I'm going to coin it as the American beauty problem— where people are like American beauty should not be canceled as a film just because it has Kevin Spacey in it. It is a great film for like these reasons of it just being a good film or like Bill Cosby people being like, do we stop airing the Cosby show because of him or do we respect it? and what it did for, like, Black American families on TV. People are having that problem with Michael Jackson's music, too. Oh, yeah. Right. And I even
3: heard somebody the other day talking about, okay, I, if I don't listen to Michael Jackson, that's one thing, but do I also need to cancel the Jackson 5? Because there were four others. Mm. And he was a baby. He was a child. He hadn't had a chance to be a horrible person yet. To past work, for me, a lot of it has to do with, is there hypocrisy in the work? Mm. So. In the specific case of American Beauty, gender roles, sexuality roles, killing a neighbor because he rejects your advances, that's pretty tightly tied with all the messy things Kevin Spacey has allegedly done in his world. So it feels like there's hypocrisy there for me. When I look at the Cosby show, again, it's about values and hypocrisy. So, oh, well podcast listeners, (laughs) Ethel has something to say about Bill (laughs) Cosby. I feel like his point in making the Cosby show was, look how wholesome, look how normal, look how family values. While on the side, I don't have to say allegedly because he's been convicted, he was drugging and raping women. That to me is a very clear cancel. I can't watch that show because I can't watch a show about a watching a rapist pretend to be everybody's role model. Yeah. So for me it's it comes down pretty much to case by case. Can I look at paintings painted by the old masters who were terrible misogynists or whatever? Often I can, because in their culture, their time, they would have had almost no reference point to think that anything they were doing was out of bounds. Yeah. Whereas I cannot believe for a second that Bill Cosby did not know that drugging or raping a woman was out of bounds. Right. So I I tend to go kind of case by case on those things
0: I think that's really smart well thank you for talking to us
3: it's always a pleasure thank you for having me
1: yeah welcome to season four
3: (laughs) I'm so thrilled you're back couldn't be happier thank you alrighty Bye. bye bye
1: thanks for listening this week. Next week, we'll be coming at you on Monday. And, uh, don't forget to plan to go see Vita and Virginia in theaters in a couple weeks, and I hope that you are at least halfway through Red, White, and Royal Blue. You don't have to
0: be halfway through. You can be about a quarter
1: through. I don't know. If you read at my pace, you should definitely be yeah, about halfway read through. Yeah, if you read at
0: Robert's pace, you should be really reading.
1: <laughs> <laughs> which are coming up in a few weeks. If you have any thoughts on either of these two things, let us know, and we'll talk about it on social media, And which you can follow at One, one More thang, thang with an A, because I is still taken four yeah. seasons later and instagram won't change
0: (laughs) and you can become a patreon at patreon.com slash one more thing you can give us a one-time donation on paypal at one more thing thank you to david zimmerman our pa for being amazing and thank you to abby davis our artist for being also amazing
3: all right Bye.
0: bye a million instagram followers (laughs) listeners let's make that happen god let's make that our 2019 goal (laughs) in the next six months let's get a million followers (laughs) can you imagine
1: what would we have to do i'd have to show my dick that's about it (laughs) and then we get a million followers